a apparatus, and it looks the only way I can describe it is like a key fob, a key fob. You know, on your key, you got that little black thing that's over the top of it, and right at the tip end, it's a little tiny circle, and that's where you put your your uh, connect your keys together. Okay, and when whenever they they swiped that particular apparatus, that little tiny thing, it, it broke. And when it broke, it beeped. That's when that person would get paid. That's how you know you got paid. And then there was a different gentleman that came up, and he did the exact same thing as the other people were doing. However, it didn't beep for him. So we was trying to figure out what was going on with that. But then I also heard something about Medicare and Medicaid. So we have to be careful that that we are not at a place wherein we have to have something, some type of marking or uh, something that, that the government wants to give us in order for us to be able to buy and sell or even to get paid. There's something to this. There's not one dream that we've had that has not yet come to pass. So we want to make sure whatever's going on next, be alert, be wise, uh, keep your spiritual hat on because something is going on. You know, if you, if you don't have that particular apparatus, then you won't be able to get paid. And um, whatever, whatever the enemy's got going on out there, we need to make sure. I'm getting ready to go live. Audio, video, five, four, three, two, one, and we are live. Thank you, Dr. Good morning, church. We want to thank God this morning. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, as we humble ourselves before you, Father God, we just ask God that I decrease out of the way as well as the rest of us while you increase, Father God. It's all about you, Father. But, Father, we thank you for saving our souls, and we ask, Lord, that you will continue to bless us. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody can hear me okay? Amen. Our title today is Your Redemption Draws Nigh. Once again, Your Redemption Draws Nigh. And we just bless your holy name this morning, Father. You've been good to us. Been good to us. Tested. I want you to turn with me once again. We're going to revisit Luke 21, verses 25 through 28. Luke 21, <coughs> verses 25 through 28. Talk to you a minute about Egypt. When Israel left Egypt, they left under the mighty hand of God. And the Bible says that it took a strong hand to lead Israel out of Egypt, the old Egypt. We, the modern Egypt, it's the same thing that's going on. Um, God forced us out of that place through his plagues, 
He delivered us to go through the wilderness of this earthly life of existence. He delivered us from the world. As we went forth out of Egypt, as we go forth out of the world, many times our mindset causes us to think about the things that we were fed in Egypt. Remember, Israel would say we remembered the leeks and the onions and the things. See, they remember. See, see, when we leave out of the situation of the world, what happens is we sometimes think about what we call those good times, right? Come on, y'all. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And we still think about it sometimes. I need for you to cut that on. Cut that on. Thank you. Now, we don't remember all the hell we went through. Our mind is blocked from that part. (laughs) And we remember, you know, all them little tidbits that we call fun and excitement and things. It's the same thing with the old Israel as it is with the new Israel, right? So here we are, and we're going through this wilderness of this earthly life of existence, and Amalek, the blood licker, the ones that loves to lick that blood of Christ off of our souls and cause us, to be destroyed. The stragglers. Amalek waited on the weak ones. The stragglers in the Old Testament. Say he, he, he wasn't in the way. He was by the way. Waiting on those who were lagging behind to fall out of the way where he could get them. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me, see. See, y'all don't want to talk to me. But I'm going to talk to you through the Holy Spirit of God to try to wake us up and keep us on point. Because what happens is, is that as we go through and our carnal mind wants to put up a fight against the ordinance of God that he sets up in us. And on our way, many times we begin to straggle. We get weak. And instead of leaning on God, we start leaning toward Egypt again. We start remembering the things of Egypt. But once again, we forget the hardships that we faced. You know, trying to build something without straw. All the rocks and the mountains that we had to deal with that were in front of us, you know, just utterly chaos, all the death, all the hunger, all the disrespect, all those things happened to us in Egypt. And see, we take this along with us. And as we go through, we find that over the years, many of the Israelites and all of the original ones except two died out 
Joshua and Caleb. Joshua is of the Jew, Israel. Caleb is of the Gentile. Caleb's father was a Canaanite, which was a heathen. But he was grafted in to the tribe of Judah. And we find that these two, the Jew and the Gentile, became one Israel and they went in. Only two of the original, right? Representing what Jesus was going to do in the end time with the Jew and the Gentile. But the thing about it is, all Israel is going to be saved. The true Israel, the Bible says. The true Israel. Not the fake ones. The true Israel. All Israel will be saved. Now, also, all of these original ones died out. And only those that were 20 years of age and under went in to the promised land. The land of Canaan is respectively, in the New Testament, the kingdom of God. Amen? But in the land of Canaan, we were under the law. Correct? In the kingdom, we're under grace. That's the difference. Under the law, you've got to fight the giants. In the kingdom, God deals with it through grace. Amen? We still have to do our part, but it's not like we're under the law. Amen? So here we are, the Jew and the Gentile going in as Israel. And they have what we call this covenant agreement. Before I get into the rest of the word, I want to reiterate Luke from last week. Luke 21, verses 25 through 28 says, in fear. And men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. (laughs) We ain't seen nothing yet. But we're beginning to see it. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. We don't know what that is. Do we? Verse 28 says, And when these things begin to come to pass, which they are, then do what? Somebody say, look up. Get your mind 
out of this area called earth. And look up. And lift up your heads, uh-huh, for your redemption does what? Draws not. This is not a time to have church. This is a time to be the church. Let's go to Acts 
allowed us. Thank you. To see just how ridiculous and how ignorant the Christian nation really is about the Word of God. If Facebook ain't done nothing else, Facebook has taught us just what the Word of God says. We don't have no knowledge. Because you find some crazy views on Facebook. Especially on them groups. My Lord. Jesus said he taught us the things pertaining to the kingdom. Well, let's go to Isaiah 55, verse 1. Isaiah 55, verse 1. This is what I like about God. This right here. For those who are of the kingdom dwelling. Can I get Isaiah 55 1 please? It says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth come ye to the waters, right? And he that hath no money, look here, come ye buy and eat. Yeah, come, he said. Buy wine and milk without what? Without money and without price. So what are we worried about? You're in the kingdom those of us that are. And if we're in the kingdom, we don't have to worry about whether we're going to eat or be clothed or be housed or whatever. God got it. It is the king's job to take care of the people that's in his kingdom. Amen? It's called colonization. And in a colony, the king takes care of it. In the kingdom, Jesus takes care of his people. Well, let's go on over here to Isaiah, the first chapter. I'm not going to be with you long. Isaiah, the first chapter, verses 19 and verses 20. <clears throat> Are we there? Look what God's word said. Now, y'all know that word if is the biggest one in the Bible. It says, if you be willing. Mm -hmm. If you be willing and obedient, you'll do what? You shall eat the good of what? The land. That's if you be good and willing. Willing and obedient. But if you refuse, and if you rebel, because how many of y'all know rebellion is a sin of witchcraft? Uh-huh. We got a lot of witches and warlocks in the church who want to rebel against the true authority of God. Like they know it. But if you know, then God would have you in a position to tell. Amen? 
But he said, now, but if you refuse and rebel like many of them have, he said, now, you shall be devised with the sword for the mouth of the Lord. Not mainly, but the mouth of the Lord is the one that spoke it. Amen? Mm-hmm. Just want to get that straight. Now, if we be willing and obedient, he said, we're going to eat from the good of the land. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm eating. And I'm just talking about, not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. Because that's the most important thing. Let's go to Joshua 24:13. Not going to be long with you at all. I promise you. Joshua 24, verses 13. Joshua 24, verses 13. What does the Lord say? This is what he said. He says, and I will give you a land for which you did not labor. He's talking about the kingdom here. Okay? We talk kingdom now. See, we didn't have to labor for the kingdom of God that's inside of us. God did that. God structured that inside of us. And the cities, which are the encounters that we have within this kingdom... He said, you didn't have to build. See, the, whatever you run up on when you're in the kingdom of God, is, it's already there for you. You don't have to build it. All you got to do is have an encounter with it because it's already there. Amen? He said, and the cities which he built not, you will dwell in them. See, God, God wants to abide in us. Look here. And of the vineyards, which is the Spirit and the olive yards, which is the anointing, which ye planted not, do you eat? Do we not eat from the anointing of God and from the Spirit of God? But we're not the one that labored for it. We're not the one that built it. It's all there in the kingdom. It's all there in the kingdom. So God is teaching us and trying his best as the world collapses in and the heavens are shaken and things are coming upon this earth, it's causing men's heart to fail him. God said, don't you worry. Don't you worry at all. Just get in line. Get in gear. Get in line and get in gear. And do as I have instructed you to do and we're all going to be all right. That's the word of God. Nobody's going to lose anything. I don't care what's happening out there. Let it happen. Everybody know the world going to hell if they don't know it. <laughs> if you don't know that, you don't know nothing. Too many people are putting their trust in a silly president, a silly Congress, a silly Washington, D.C., too many people are waiting on checks from the government when all you got to do is God already got the check wrote for you. You need to go to him, check his mailbox. 
But you worried about the wrong thing. We should be using this time to get closer to God because that's the chastisement that's on us right now is to push us back together, not take us apart. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Now, he says, now a house divided, it can't stand. And anytime you got leadership that's trying to divide you, then that's of the devil. You, you can holler Jesus all you want to. You can have all the fake preachers you want to lay hands on you. But I'm telling you, if you're preaching division, you're preaching the devil. You're of the devil. You got to be able to see through what's going on. And stop allowing your mind. The Bible say, look up. Not out, but up. Because your redemption draws nigh. We're sitting around and we've allowed ourselves to be pawns to man. And everywhere you look, and I'm this, and I'm that. And I don't get it. The Bible says no schism in the body. No schism. We're supposed to be a one mind, one spirit, one body, one Lord, one God who is in us and through all and is all. One baptism, one faith, all that good stuff. Amen? Mm-hmm. There's here. In, where it says, and ye dwell in them in this in this kingdom is talking about and the things that we run up on. Well, Jesus tells us in John verses 15, 4 through 8. Can I get those scriptures? John chapter 15, verses 4 through 8. Can I get it? He said, Abide in me, dwell. Amen. Abide in me, and I in you, uh-huh, as the branch, that's us, cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, which is Christ. No more can ye except you abide in me. He said, dwell in these places, these cities, which you didn't even build. He said, come, eat, drink. Buy with no money. That's kingdom knowledge. That's not the way the world thinks. See, God will use the heathen and his money and his riches to pour into you. Just like you do at House of Death. Because we've been working on kingdom ever since. We worked out of the kingdom. We ain't never worked out of depending on who give money in here. We take one off in a week. And we don't hit people over the head for no tithes and all that. We don't have to do that. Because we know what the words say. And if we, got, if we do what God's words say, then we don't, we, we don't have to do all that. We ain't got to do that. Drive up and bring your tithes. No, you, know, you keep them. If you feel like that. See, it's on you to do. 
If you give sparingly, you reap. If you give bountifully, like HOD do, you reap bountifully. You understand? Know I was thinking the other day, I told Mr. Adam, I said, you know what? I said, I was thinking about a, buying a new pair of tennis shoes the other day. I just had a thought. He said he'll give you desires of your heart if you delight in him, right? Next thing I know, I come to the house, and there's this box of Ralph Lauren. I got them on right now. I said, where did it come from? She said they came in on the truck. Mm-hmm. Buy without money. I ain't spent no money for it. I could have spent hundred dollars for him if I'd have been a fool. Or I could have just waited on God and get him for nothing. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I was trying to construct some things. And I say no. He said no. He said no. He closed all them doors. He said you wait. Next thing I know I get a call. You want some tractor trailer loads? How many can you take a week? What are you talking about? How many can you take a week? Maybe two or three. That's a lot of stuff. Well, just a couple weeks, and we'll call you and tell you what we, what we got. If you want it, you can take it. If you don't, you don't have to take it. Sound like a winner to me? Buy with that. Without money. And, the, and, and on top of that, the man said, and we'll deliver it to you and you don't have to pay nothing. Uh-huh. You know how much a tractor, we feed townships at a time. This church right here. When we get ready to do a thing, God is, we serve a big God. We've gone to Kentucky plenty of times and served over 2,000 families. That's a whole town. I say 2,000 families. That ain't counting how many in the family in about seven hours. And then we pack up and we go. Because we got boots on the ground wherever we go, whether it's a disaster relief or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? God is good. And my soul makes my boast in the Lord. And the humble should hear and be glad. That's what God's word say. Uh-huh. See, we should be glad about what God does through this ministry. That's why so many people hate us. Because they don't understand they hate us for the knowledge and they hate us for the power and the miracles that God brings forth. That's why we're still standing, and we're going to continue to stand. No doubt in my mind, because this ain't us, this is God. He ordained it, people. And it ain't going to be nothing but a remnant. I told you that. <laughs> it's always a remnant of true followers. But when you got a place, 
You know, the Bible say that, that, that the road to destruction is wide and broad and many shall go therein. Well, now nah, he's talking about the church there. He's talking to his people. He wasn't talking to the world. <laughs> he was talking to his disciples and to the people, you know? Mm-hmm. But he said, now, nah, the gate is narrow. Mm-hmm. It's straight. It's a straight gate, and the road is narrow that leads to everlasting life. And he said, few shall go therein. You know you're doing right when you got a remnant. You got to get scared when you got a bunch of them things coming through the door. You got you, you got to get you got to get nervous then because uh oh, because I know Satan, Jezebel, Ahab, every one of them spirits coming. You don't know what you're running up on. Because they come in like they're about God. But see, God gives us the discernment to know what we got. We got a good team, y'all. Y'all give yourselves a hand. We got a good team. We got a good team. Decent people. People that want to know the word of God. People that want to grow in the word of God. Want to thank the praise team and Senior Minister of Music, Sister Jonita, for the hard work. Get a girl, get a girl some, 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 some praise up in here. It's okay. Some honor. Because I know what it is. I've been in all these positions. I know every position in this church, even sweeping the floor. And I never ask anybody to do anything that I won't do myself. Never will, never have. It's not in me to do that. It's not in me. They'll not do anything like that. Last verse. Last verse. I'm just taking it easy today because the last couple of times we came up in here and I had to preach on these prophecies and stuff, you know, and then having this stuff, seeing it happen and stuff, you know, it takes a toll. It really takes a toll, you know. So I said, okay, I'm going to just give some people some comfort, which I do all the time. Brenda do all the time, too. Let's go to Revelation 22, 17 when we're in this pulpit because we don't definitely don't want to Leave you what I hope, right? Revelation 22, verse 17. Over there. And the Spirit, mm -hmm, Spirit of God, and the bride, which is us. What does it say? Uh-huh. Come. It's calling us, isn't it? So come. Same thing Isaiah said, ho. Let him that heareth say come. See, when you hear come, you got to tell somebody else to come. Huh? Come on now. <laughs> and let him that is thirsty say come. 
But here's the thing. Whosoever will. Free will right there. Free will right there, church. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. See, whosoever will, but everybody won't. Huh? The good things that God has for us, most of the world don't want. The good things that God has for us, I'm talking about spiritual things now. The church don't want. The church want a new house, more money, better job, better this, new clothes, new car. See, that's what they've been taught. If you do this, God going to do this for you. That's a lying preacher. There are stipulations on this. You got to be in the right position. If it flows from up top and the cups around it, when it flows down, if your cup ain't in position, you're going to miss it. And the only way that we can get in position with it is our sin has to be removed, and that's what lines us up so that we can get the flow of God. Am I right about it? Now, I'm going to go a little deep here for about two minutes, and then I'm going to quit. How many of y'all know that the earth is moving, the moon is moving, and the sun, everything is moving, and the galaxy and the universe, it all moves. And you think that where you are, a second ago in the universe, you think that you're in the same place because everything is moving at the same time. See, the whole universe is moving, but it stays in place. And, but it's moving. See, you got to open your head up now. Look up. Up. Raise your head. Now, God's word has already been ordained throughout eternity. You hear me? It's already ordained. So as this thing moves, if eternity was to start here and end here, it'd be back here because Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Okay? So if our solar system and everything that's in it is moving, that means everything here is moving and everything here is moving and everything here is moving, everything is moving in eternity. Right. And where we were when we started at 11 o'clock in the universe, we're not at the same place. But it appears that we are because it all moves in a package form. It's sort of like a kitchen, the cups, the saucer, the plates, the table. They're all moving, but they stay in place. And everything in the kitchen and everything in the room and the, the whole house is moving. But it looks like the same. And when you step outside, it's all moving too. And it looks like you're in the same place. But you're not. You're moving. And as we get to this move, God has already established, already, certain things that's going to happen when you get here, when you get here, when you get here. 
with the time where all these things are being shown. See, we done moved into that area. <laughs> Y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. We done moved into that area, see? And as we continue to move, there's other things. And this is where revelation comes in. We talked about the falling star, the star that fell last week. Don't that thing look like a star? But it ain't. I don't think he saw it. Dan didn't. Yeah. We see it every night. And we see others and their position in themselves. See, that's because we've entered into the zone that's already been ordained for us to see that. Amen? In other words, we've entered into that territory. And as we move, we're going to enter in to some other things that God has already ordained in eternity. Just like the meteors and things that's going to be hitting the earth, when you move into that sector, it's a done deal because it's already been ordained. Y'all understand what I'm saying up in here? So everything is moving, church. Everything is moving toward the end time. The end time. It ain't far off no more. We in it. And anything is liable to happen at any time, any day. Why you running down here on these little old bitty minute things like, oh, where I'm going to get some money from, or they going to give me my unemployment check. You might not even be here to get an unemployment check. Won't you just trust God? As Billy Graham used to say, won't you come? Won't you come? Quit stressing yourself out about nothing. My wife told me this morning, she said, well, she's trying to tell me something. She said, you know, I got, to, I, got, I got to be your mama. I got to take care of you. I got to look over you. I say, well, I don't want you to be unemployed. I did tell your mama that, Joe Deep. I don't want her to be unemployed. I want you to keep your job. So you just do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do, and it's going to be all right. Huh? Amen? Well, I'm telling you the same thing. God is not going to unemploy you. Now, you can quit. And <laughs> you quit. You quit. If you quit. You don't get no check from him. Amen? Come on, y'all. I'm just talking real to you. They want to talk to you this morning. It's a nice morning. Beautiful day to be in the Lord. Beautiful day to be happy. You see, everybody else stressed out. <laughs> and running around looking crazy, acting crazy. Oh, how I'm going to do, how I'm going to do that. And God said, Lord have mercy, this has already worked out. You is using all that energy and stuff. Look. If God don't sleep, I might as well sleep. Ain't no need in both of us being up. He said he's a God that never sleeps or slumber. So there's no need for me to be in distress about anything. There's no need for me or you 
to be in fear about anything. Because fear, like I told you, it cancels out faith. All we have to do, church, is stay within the remnant move of God. The remnant move. Not all this other stuff that they out here talking about, the move of God. No. The remnant move. We're in the remnant time, people. We're in a remnant time. Things have changed. This is the new norm. And then there's another new norm coming. And if we're not in the right position, we're not going to like these new norms. Show you how crazy this thing can get when you're living in fear. They was up there passing out food somewhere yesterday, and the man ran out. They, you know, they feeding people. And the man... They ran out of food. Man didn't get to eat. Man pulled the gun and started shooting. That's fear. When all they had to do was wait, somebody gets food, bro. But fear flood your mind. Hey, you crazy. Stress. All that stuff. What you worried about? He said, cast all your cares upon the Lord, because the Lord cares for you. That's right. So what are we worried about? No need to worry, church. Ain't nobody going to lose nothing. Nothing. If you stay. Now you go out there in that rain without an umbrella, the Lord. You come out of this covering, the kingdom covering, I'm talking about the kingdom. And you're going to get wet. And you can't blame nobody else. You can't blame nobody else, can you? It's life, people. It's the way it is. And at the end of the day, just like the beginning of the day, God got it. Understand that. God got it. Now let's have communion. Amen? Amen. Let's give God some praise. Okay. Uh,